Welcome to a very special edition of Talking Tigs. Not because it's number 142, but we are all coming to you live from the Talking Tig studio here in Baton Rouge. That's right, at Scott Gerard, sitting with Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. First time ever. Good to see you guys. You look more handsome than you sound on radio, I have to say. But uh, good to be with you. I worked out where I get to record with you guys. And uh, we get to do this all together for the for the first time, actually, after doing this for, what, like two years now? Yeah, coming up on three years. Oh, this is the first three. time we've ever even met face-to-face. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it and glad to have you in the, in the HQ, Scott. And then we got a good one now with the, the spring game, and we'll dive into that. Uh, but, yeah, it's cool to all be sitting around the same mic for once. It's crazy, you know? And it's, it's funny to think that we've been, like you said, we've been doing this for two years. And, I mean, we, we met at the Peach Bowl. I saw mm-hmm. you at the Peach Bowl, mm-hmm. but Daniel, you've never, you know, you've never met Sky outside, right. and, and so, um, like you said, all together, the trio has assembled. Uh, we'll see if it's better. What if it's what if it's worse? <laughs> <laughs> we all need to get back to get back to our virtual. Yeah, well, that's all right. We can't do this every week yeah. anyway. But uh, no, well, but right it's better than like you need to come like every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll commute commute back and forth. (laughs) Long distance podcast relationship. (laughs) It's it's totally worth it Um, because I think our numbers support that, right? Yeah, just having this holy trinity every week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We can we can set up a Patreon. I'm sure people. Uh Uh, But anyway, uh, it it is good to be with you guys, and a lot to get into because, as everyone probably knows. Uh, LSU had their spring game this weekend, first ever with Brian Kelly. Uh, LSU baseball also swept Missouri, which uh, actually they did uh, in kind of kind of fun fashion. At least they had one come from behind victory. Uh, but I, I got to say, Missouri was Missouri was feisty. They, they didn't they didn't give it to the Tigers easily. I, I can say that. Um, but first things first, spring game. I was able to watch pretty much all the highlights, really. I, I couldn't really watch the whole game. Or excuse me, well, yeah, I guess it's a game. It was, you know, just, it's, it's different. It's a different animal. Um, never really know how much to take away from these, but I feel like we could all say with confidence, we don't know if we don't really have a starting quarterback determined after this. Uh, some other guys did look good. Uh, Malik Neighbors, I thought Armani Goodwin looked good. The defense was good. They had this weird scoring thing, though. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Brian Kelly didn't like it, but he went with it. And I was thinking, oh, I thought that was his thing. No, he said he didn't like it, but I was like, you're the well, coach. We've never done that before. I know. Who, who came up with this hmm. crap? <laughs> maybe it's a, a Denbrock creation. Right. Who knows? But anyway, um, uh, defense looked like they were getting the better end of it, uh, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Offense eventually kind of started clicking, uh, but we got to see pretty much all the quarterbacks in, in action. Um, again, for what it was worth, I thought, you know, the quarterbacks look good in each of their respective rights. You know, you got to see Jane Daniels and what he's going to do. Uh, he got his first touchdown, you know, in scrimmage fashion. But I, I don't know. I, I really don't think there was any separation. Even Brian Kelly said as much. He said it's it's probably harder for them to decide now. Um, but, I mean, they're, you know, they're two different quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be decided over the summer because it's just, you know, workouts and conditioning but um i don't know did you see anything that kind of would make you tip your cap one way or the other i mean to be honest what my takeaway from the whole thing when i watched it I, and, and it kind of shocked me that i was thinking this but i, I think garrett nussmeyer is the one yeah I, when i was watching him 
Um, I felt, or at least maybe he's not the one. He might not be like, I'm not going to say, or he might not be the starter today, but I thought I'm watching out of the three. I think Walker Howard is definitely, he's, I mean, he's going to redshirt or he's, he's not going to play. Like he, you know, and I think that it was um, evident they were trying to get him experience, but I don't, I don't really feel like he's, he, not he's there a, yet. He's not there yet. No. Yeah. And that's not, he, he doesn't have to be. But I felt like Nussmeyer was commanding. He was able to do more. I I thought that, to be honest, I was a little bit disappointed with Jaden Daniels Mm. because, I mean, he he you know this is a this is a scrimmage where they can't hit the quarterback, and it seemed like he was like, well, I'm just going to run the whole time. And I know that's part of his game, but I also think like, okay, like this is a time to really try and like work on your trying to pick apart, you know, and actually do you know play the position and. Because, it, like you said, on that touchdown he scored, well, like, he couldn't touch it. Like, he just walked in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so basically. I was kind of disappointed in that. I think poor Miles Brennan. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, the poor, you know, the guy can't catch a break. But I wasn't, I wasn't like, wowed by anything he did. I thought, I just thought Nussmeyer looked good. Yeah, on the quarterback situation, the past couple pods, I had talked of Jaden Daniels, and I expected him to kind of be in pole position and at least be a two-horse race between him and Miles Brennan. And I think everybody was fairly, not shocked, but at least impressed by how Garrett Nussmeyer played. And he might have slotted some nice balls. Yeah, he, he was playing uh, with poise and, and accuracy and when none of the quarterbacks really were working with a whole ton of efficiency. Uh, mm. So he definitely did himself a world of good there, especially after late last season when uh, he was pretty shaky against in limited time against the SEC competition. So really it's probably a three-headed race and it didn't, you can't really claim that anybody is, is number one at this point, uh, which is what most Tiger fans were so eager for this game to, to do. And unfortunately, it didn't really satisfy that appetite. But like, like you mentioned, Scott, the defense played well. I'd expected Mason Smith to have three sacks. He only had two. Uh, so a decent prediction there. And then, um, yeah, the, the running backs also, um, we were looking to see John Emery play pretty well. He only had a couple of carries, I think. He looked good, though. Yeah, um, but Ar- yeah, Armani Goodwin and Josh Williams, everybody was getting fed, um, which I thought was interesting. So that can be a um, stable of backs again this year. Well, that's what I was going to ask because uh, you said that was interesting. And I don't know, for, for Brian Kelly coached offense, uh, I thought it was very, very run heavy. Mm-hmm. right like the I, I know he probably thinks i have to to run somewhat you know to to win period but you know also in the sec but uh maybe that's just because the quarterbacks weren't you know really separating so he's like well let's just see what the running backs are going to do they probably just want to see everybody um i would say see what brian kelly's going to do but to be honest i don't know if i really saw like a a, a definite like you know handprint of his that like this is totally different than what we have seen over the last, I don't know, let's just say since 20, 2019, you know, mm-hmm. maybe 2018. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's just on by design. Uh, but I don't know. I It just looks like a regular, you know, uh, run option type of offense. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't necessarily renowned for his offense in Notre Dame. They, right. they went more kind of in the margins of just the option, not like toss option, but like uh, kind of a mixed. Like a read option. Yeah, that balanced attack. Uh, they're not doing air raid or anything, and it's mm-hmm. not Les Miles' toss dive and the power eye every formation Jeez. either. Uh, so he, he's, if he can get the, the most out of his players, which it seems like he's getting that at this point, there was a lot of people getting work, mm-hmm. um, and that's what the spring game is for, to see where you're at as far as the depth chart. 
So um, I think that showed a lot of some of our younger players, especially um, Matthew Langlois, like had no, a lot of play. yeah, no playing time last year at all. A sophomore, he, he played well also. And Jay Ward showed some senior leadership with some uh, big hits and tackles as well. So Mike Jones looked good. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any of the other transfers that, I don't know, kind of maybe made a name? I know we had a, what was it? The safety from Arkansas was kind of recovering from injury. So was uh, uh, John Emery, though. I mean, he's, he, what, he kind of sprained his ankle yeah, yeah, two on injury, right? I think about three weeks ago. Yeah, I think, I felt like they were kind of taking it light on him, which is totally fine. I, I don't need to see anything from him in the spring game. I'll just wait and see it in the fall because – like he's due they like you know it's not it's now or never right uh and like he just made some comment about after he you know was he got word from the ncaa that he wasn't gonna gonna play he's like i gotta put it all in to just get back on the field so it's like this is redemption time you know he looks bigger did you notice that he looked Mm -hmm. like 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 he'd been he'd put on like in good way good way i was about to say what's it look like though no i mean he (laughs) he just looked a little bit i remember because i've seen him in person a couple times and i remember seeing him like Especially when he played, um, you know, two years ago, he was a he was a slimmer back, not like a skinny guy, but he wasn't. No, he was slender, yeah. But um, but now I mean, he looks he looks bulky. He looked almost kind of like Clyde, you know, like how Clyde mm. was like a. You now Clyde's a little bit shorter, so it kind of he carries the weight differently. But um, yeah, yeah, he, he looks like he's put on some weight. Speaking of, of Clyde, uh, for some reason Armani Goodwin kind of reminded me mm-hmm. of him. He caught some good passes out of the backfield. Yeah. Like, if we can get that and work that, that'll, that'll help tremendously. Because, uh, I don't know, you're just thinking about the pieces that worked in that, that 2019 season. It's like, you know, we don't need exactly everybody, but the way it worked was Joe had that release valve of Clyde sometimes, kind of like how Drew Brees had, you know, Darren Sproles. And uh, it just, I don't know, I, I think it's a very, very valuable asset on a football team. Um I think defensively, at least they look good at first. Um, we kind of knew who the, the players were going to be, right? Would you guys say this was more? This spring game was more about figuring out the offense and maybe tinkering there. I think also, I think that yeah, I mean, like definitely like <clears throat> the front seven. We knew who, you know, we knew we knew that the defensive line was going to be stellar. They looked good. Yeah. Um, linebackers, we had some questions with, but there were still returning people. I mean, like Greg Penn is a name we talked a lot about last year as far as like haven't where is he we haven't seen him but he um had a couple tackles and and looked you know like he was contributing um mike jones contributing some more like like i said so um secondary i guess is the was the main question mark but we i don't know for me it was i didn't see a lot from the secondary i didn't see anything bad but i didn't see anything great I thought it was yeah fine. they played well in the first half and then the offense started kind of pouring in the points in the second half uh, Jack Besh hauled in two touchdowns, and he, he looks like he's going to be a weapon again this year in his second mm-hmm. year, building on that. Um, I don't think they say he's not going to play tight end at all, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as the secondary, we we or I did talk about Seven Banks, a transfer from Ohio State, a couple of pods ago, and he did commit to LSU, so he didn't play in the spring game, but um, could be looking to fill in this summer as well as I mean, they had all those other transfers. Like Makai uh, Wingo. Yeah, Makai mm-hmm. Wingo or Makai Gardner, I think from uh, 
UL. Yeah. 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 Um, Bernard Converse from uh, Oklahoma State and then like Fouché from Arkansas. So it's yeah. a whole host of new names we got to memorize on the pod. Uh, well, are there any of them? But none of those guys are here yet, right? Oh, I know. Uh, I know uh, Banks isn't because he had to finish no, he, up. He his... just came to LSU like a few days ago. Yeah. But I mean, he's still in school. Um, and I know Fauci, he was the one that was, was hurt or was. I think he got some playing time, playing time, but Greg Brooks is the other one from Arkansas. That's right. That's right. Sitting out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and they were, uh, it was, it was a good game. A lot of, a lot of old, old stars came back. You had the honey badger. You had Joe Clyde. Jamar was there. Um, I think even, you know, some deep Patrick queen was there. I think. No, maybe I'm making Um, that up. I just I saw Joe. I just saw a group of them walking into the stadium. Together. Yeah, there were a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big weekend for the recruiting too. They were yeah. bringing in a lot of people. Um, twenty twenty three five star quarterback Dante Moore was there. He posted a picture with Joe Burrow like online. So I'm sure Brian Kelly was like, "Y'all two need to talk, talk, right. connect there." <laughs> you know what I was thinking about when, when I saw Joe back is like, I wonder, um, because like Ohio State and Notre Dame are kind of rivals, right? Like that's kind of a you know. I wonder, like, if Joe had an opinion of Brian Kelly, like a positive or negative oh, opinion, from, right. like his time being recruited in Ohio. Right. Um, good, good question. I don't know. Don't know that I we don't know if we'll ever know. But exactly, because he's now coaching at LSU. And yeah. I don't think Joe would kind of just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, maybe if you got a. He must. He must not. Obviously, he doesn't hate the guy because he came right. back. Like, yeah. Um, but. That was interesting to me. I was just like, because there's that picture of of Jamar and Joe and Brian Kelly like at the at the office. Mm-hmm. I saw that, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I wonder like what you know, I wonder what he thinks of coming from the Midwest where Brian Kelly was there for ten years. Right, and I guess part of me also thinks, obviously they have no hang up about it, but you know, Coach O was the one that he was got guy. those guys there. Yeah, Coach O, and you know, Joe Burrow like teared up in his Heisman speech Same, talking about yeah. Coach O. Yeah. So then you know he's going to come down here and just you know, just be nice, but that you know it's it's business. I think he understands now. He's been in the NFL. It's business. Well, that and I think also like I would I, I would imagine that even Joe would say, yeah, I, I see the some of the troubles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's anything we'd have to worry about. Yeah. Probably other people out there, but, you know, there's guys that follow Brian Kelly here, you know, from Notre Dame. So, uh, you know, it's take your pick which side you want to believe. But anyway, so uh, there were some guys here this weekend that are some highly sought after recruits. Um, uh, I mean, just off the top of my head, we had Carnell Tate. You had Trey Holly. Daniel, do you have like a... um, I don't have them all. I mentioned Dante Moore, who's yeah. a quarterback from Detroit, Michigan. He's kind of looking at Michigan and, and Notre Dame, aforementioned, uh, right now. So it's weird to see if Ryan Kelly was already recruiting him to Notre Dame, and now he's trying to pull him down to LSU. Uh, like like you said, uh, Trey Holly, four-star running back out of Farmerville, Louisiana, not far away from Monroe. He's, I think, on track to set the Louisiana all-time rushing record mm-hmm. this year if he has like a decent year. So that's a big wow. in-state get. Uh, and then Carnell Tate, uh, four-star wide receiver out of IMG in Florida, where we've got a few athletes uh, from there. Those are the, the big ones. And then some local guys um, like Jaden Osbury uh, out of UI here in Baton Rouge and then Shelton, Shelton Sampson, yeah. yeah, obviously in attendance. So um, I think the offense put on a good show and 
it wasn't too much to, to be ashamed of as far as you, or if you're Brian Kelly, as far as bringing these new recruits in. So I hope they all had a good time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think that, I think you're right. Though. Like I was, I don't know what I really expected, but I, but I, when I finished the game, I did kind of see like, like, yeah, you were like, yeah, I mean, it was just a spring game. And I would kind of agree. I was like, okay, well it happened. Like it was just like a different guy wearing the LSU polo on the sideline. Right. But, um, but I don't know if you would like if it be if it's been something absolutely like wild. Maybe that's not really a good thing, <laughs> right? So, like, right. So, what if you know the uh, you know Daniels and and Miles had gone out there and they looked you know okay, kind of pedestrian, but then Nose went out there and just looked like Joe Burrow again. It's like yeah. then you would think, all right, wow, you know, should we consider this too? But I, I bring that up just because. We have four quarterbacks right now. Yeah. I know you guys probably how many you would want. Um, but since the quarterback competition hasn't really been decided, I don't think we have to worry about anyone transferring right now. Mm-hmm. You know, or do we? Like, do you think there would be something to come up in the next few weeks or months? Because I mean, that room's crowded. I, I think Noose has the has the, uh, I guess, the luxury of being patient because the two guys ahead of him, you know, he has more, uh, more time. availability than yeah. they do. So do you, I don't know, do you, do you think it stays this way through fall where we keep everyone on board in that QB room? It's, I was thinking about that while, while, like, while I was watching this game. I think it's a hard thing to predict because... Well, we, we had some conversations about Nussmeyer transferring out yeah. like, in, in recent Well, watch him play like months. that. I don't think he would. Yeah, he's yeah. put his stake in the ground and said, like, I'm here to play. So then I'm thinking, I almost feel like that uh, that that Miles becomes the odd man out again. Maybe. I, I, I will say this. I thought about it. I would, I would at this point, if they were both even, I think I would give the nod I hate to say this because I'm a Miles fan. I would give the nod to Daniels only because a he's he's mobile. Mm-hmm. I, I think he fits what Brian Kelly's used to. But also, you just think about his last two three years. Like he's he's been playing. Miles hasn't. He's had more game time experience and situations that he's had to go through. Granted, different school, different system, all that. I get it. But it's like you, you can't. You can't replace the experience aspect of it. So that's why if I were to list them, I'd say, you know, maybe Daniel's 1A, Miles 1B, then Noose. Hmm. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like I can totally see a world where Miles Brennan goes through fall camp and then begin, ends up not being the starter again. Ugh. And all the hype about him like returning, coming back and then entering the portal and then de-entering the portal, coming back to LSU. I just I, I don't know. I feel like but he's, you got to think he has to know it. Like, he'll have to have a feeling at some point. Be like, I'm not the guy. And, and then at that point, I'm, I, I, Yeah, maybe. Um, but then I would also think that even if he made it that far and, you know, they, they did name Daniels the starter, you know, for week one, he could also think, well, you know, I was a starter twice until I got hurt. So maybe I just, you know, I'm here now. I can't really train. Well, I, I don't know. I bet he... And if Nussmeyer somehow gets the nod, then you start having problems with Walker Howard behind him, I would think, because he's kind of maybe the heir apparent. We had talked, like, put in Miles Brennan for a year and then plug Walker Howard after a year. But mm-hmm. if Nussmeyer is starting for three straight years and Walker Howard's stuck in the middle and maybe he steps away, I don't know. This is all kind of – From what they say, Walker Howard's speculation. Kind of from the, he's, he's See, what we need to get 
all, what would needs to happen is we need to be able to develop a program like Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was there, or even like Ohio State, where we've got a guy who who comes in as a as a true freshman, um, you know, s- s- just absolute star who's willing to sit for two years. That's what we need to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better for them and it's better for us. And if you have it, like we need to be able to like at some of the top programs, you don't have to worry about this kind of stuff because the people who come in know like, look, I'm the top quarterback in the country and I'm, but I'm coming and I'm going to redshirt. I'm going to be here for three years. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what we, that's what I, I hope we can develop. Yeah. And you know, if they're, if they're really good, you know, it just reminds me of, uh, you know, Tua taking over uh, at Alabama uh, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with Jalen Hurts. It just, for whatever reason, it wasn't working on that championship game. Saban switched him out, and, you know, Tudor was the guy after that, and Hurts left, and he went to go start at Oklahoma. So I feel like the transfer portal, as much as we could all probably make an argument that it's might ruining, it's probably ruining at least the recruiting aspect and just the roster aspect of this game. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I could feel too bad because I know – whoever decides to leave, they could find someone and be on a team within a matter of hours, yeah. probably. Uh, and I don't know, depending where they go, they could probably start. Like yeah. Eric Gaines probably could have gone to any, you know, division one school, but he went to UAB and, you know, it's, it was the best fit for him. So I, I'd say whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like Brian Kelly for a guy that supposedly doesn't recruit, he's doing pretty good. And you, I, I saw this story about his house. Yeah. So he's got a nice house in Baton Rouge, which, you know. We'll go take head, a look at it. Yeah, head coach. You, you would expect him to. But there was something very specific about this house because there was, um, I don't know, you look at it, it's a nice house. You know, it's got a guest house, you know, in case they want to host Arch Manning or something. But there's an NCAA rule that was enacted this, like over the last 10 years. It allows coaches to host prospects on an unofficial visit if it's within a mile from the campus either at a home or a restaurant so that means brian kelly can host whoever he wants he's gonna be having a slumber party with arch man <laughs> yeah he could he could um so so there's that uh i, I don't know i think that that could help him i don't know maybe that was on his mind but it's that's awesome because you know you could there's a lot of nice places in baton rouge I, i've seen i think i've driven by some today, mm-hmm. some very nice neighborhoods. Uh, I'm staying in North Baton Rouge, so obviously I've driven through some not nice neighborhoods. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, you could live anywhere, but I, I think he was very targeted with living within a mile from campus so he could do just this. So I, I don't know. I, I think I like the guy's thinking already. Yeah, I think he's the first one to, I mean, for, he's the first one in two coaches to live that close to campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about before the podcast started, like, you know, Coach O lived probably 20 minutes from here, mm-hmm. and uh, Les Miles about the same. So uh, it's interesting. You know, I, I didn't know that rule until kind of this story came out, but um, it's a cool kind of little little strategy that that Brian Kelly's employing. Yeah, yeah. he's getting paid a lot, but uh, must not be enough because he wants to stay close and not pay for this high priced gas to get to and from work. <laughs> He's right. walking at Tiger Stadium. Uh, but hey, you have a Costco here, so that's good. Um, uh, I was happy to see that. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I 
that was pretty much the gist of it yeah. you know, for the spring game. It, I, I don't know if there was any Tigers fans that were really, I hope there weren't any that were really bummed or just really excited after seeing it because again, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was okay. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. Um, but what was really amazing uh, was the LSU baseball team sweeping Missouri. And it's, it's just bounced back after that weekend before where they got swept themselves and the year, you know, the weekend before that, they had swept uh, Mississippi State. So, interesting cycle here. I hope that doesn't continue as like we uh, are, are completely swept this next week. And I don't think that's going to be happen. But um, uh, I was really hoping I was going to be in town in time to catch maybe a game at the box, but it just didn't work out that way. But uh, I mean, it was all good games um, nonetheless. And uh, I don't know, they didn't really doing movement in the polls, you know, after sweeping, but I, I again, I, I don't know if that really matters in, in the grand scheme of things, but uh, they had a uh, eight to six win uh, on Saturday. I think it was about the same time as the spring game. Yeah. They're playing the same time. I saw some pictures from the baseball game. It was dead empty. There was yeah. nobody there. Why would you do, why would they do that? Why would they cancel or why would they cancel each other out with that? Maybe you had to do a TV. Uh, yeah, maybe like getting on, like getting the spring game on SEC Network and then the baseball game on whatever. Speaking of attendance, real quick, I saw a picture of the USC spring game, and the Lincoln Riley era is off to a bad start. Nobody was there. It was yeah, nothing at the Rose Bowl. Wow. Um, and then meanwhile, the Oklahoma spring game was packed to the gills with mm-hmm. fans, so they're ready for Brent Venables. So yeah. um, he's losing on that one. But all right, back to baseball. I, I will interject this. Um, you can you can be swayed by crowd size at a spring game or not, but I would venture to say that there's more to do on a Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles than there is. Like go to the beach, you can go to you can go snowboarding and go to the beach on the same day. That's a good point. Or but you know, Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to do. People of LA probably don't even know that college football is happening. <laughs> right, they just found out they'll who tune, the Rams are. Yeah, they'll tune in like. When Lincoln Riley wins like three games, they'll be like, "Oh wait, there's a team." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I, I knew some. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty good fan base during the season. Yeah. Very good alumni system there. Um, but yeah, as far as like the spring game and stuff like that, you know, they're they're just distracted. I mean, it's it's. I know it's a football school, but there's just there's just more going on there than just USC football. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, d- duly noted, though, Daniel. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you would think, though, that, yeah, with a new coach, because maybe that's why no one was there. It's because they have not been that great over the last, gosh, I don't know when. I, I would say maybe since Pete Carroll left, right? Uh, like, they haven't really done much since then. Weren't they kind of good with uh, with Sarkeesian, like, one year? Oh, yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, maybe they made a bowl or something, but that was it. Like, they didn't really. But when was the last time they were good? I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, been, it's been long enough to where we can't remember. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I completely forgot we were actually talking about LSU baseball. Sorry for the USC sidetrack people, but back to, back to LSU baseball. They swept Missouri um, and Missouri was feisty. You know, they, they were at least tied or maybe the LSU had to come from behind. I think in, uh, in two out of the three games, they won the first one five to three, won the second one in 10 innings. Four to three. I know they had to come back from that one, and then the uh, the eight six a win on Saturday. And I, I'll, I can admit this now. I remember saying something about the pitching and how uh, Jay Johnson was just switching guys after you know maybe one pitcher only throwing to one batter. But now I can see why. 
because he doesn't know what he's going to get from game to game. I saw Riley Cooper. He was brought in, you know, in a tight situation. And what does he do? He beams the guy (laughs) in the middle of his lower back, gave him a tramp stamp. (laughs) Then the next game, he completely shut him down in a completely worse situation. So I get it. It was like, well, you know, and the same thing with, um, what's the, the really tall guy? Oh, Gervais. Thank yeah, you. Six yeah, same with Gervais. Guy looks like a pine tree out there <laughs> pitching. And that first game, he came in, was throwing heat, shut him down. Next game, he got knocked out, I think, after one or two batters. So I, I get it now. now. I guess I can back off of my Jay Johnson critique with the pitcher use because – you know, these guys have to be consistent for him to leave them in more than one batter, Yeah. you know. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know, I think uh, um, Malik Hilli- or Mikhail Hilliard is our, our Friday guy. Uh, he went longer than he usually did, mm-hmm. looked really good. He went seven innings, got the win. He has what? It's been, I think he's won 10 straight now. Dating back, you know, this is all his time. You know, she was never lost a game as a, as that, like where, where he was the pitcher of record. Mm. So kudos to him, but I don't know. It gives us some solid pitching, at least for that first day of a series beyond that, you know, we're still figuring out, obviously. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think the biggest takeaway I have from this series, other than we needed, I mean, that's a good, it's a good series win. Yeah. sweep, And I think that's a big morale booster from, getting swept in the previous series, but um, <laughs> I feel like, uh, I don't know if you noticed that they got a new, did you watch, have you watched like on SEC network or whatever, like the streaming or ESPN, the broadcast they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they've got a new guy. It's not Ben McDonald anymore. Huh. And it's some guy who played for Ole Miss. I don't remember. I forgot, right. I forget his name. Yeah. But he's, he's like the LSU guy. It's him. And um, I think I did. I thought it was Todd Walker. Maybe it was at one point, but I, I think I know the voice you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not been. It's weird. Well, he um he was he was like yeah you know about LSU like uh, there's one thing I can count on with this team it's that bullpen. I, this bullpen can take them <laughs> all the way. You never know. You can't count them out with this bullpen. I was right. like, are you watching the same team? <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm excited about it. I think that was a you know good wins for us. Obviously, we can we can put a lot of uh, runs on the board. Um, Troy Morgan is still our best player on the team. I'll stand by it. And um, Jacob Berry hit what two dingers and on a on one game. Yeah, I think he had three of the, the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I talked about the home run offense that you said Berry, and then I think Joe Bear had two more, and Cruz tacked on some. They they together accounted for almost all of our runs. Doty hit well. Uh, yeah, Doty had the clutch. Uh, we had. Yeah, I think Stevenson had a double, and then Doty hit the other double to walk off on the uh, the Friday game, the second game of the series, actually. Um, but like you said, Scott, Michaela Hilliard has basically submitted himself as our number one starter. And then <laughs> money threw okay uh, on the second game, and then we worked into this kind of pitcher-by-committee for the last game between, like, Dutton and Collins and who knows who else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they're just trying to, to patch that along. I think Ty Floyd's been going on the midweek games. Uh, so we've got the, the pieces there, and obviously it, this team's so streaky. Like you mentioned, like we win three, we lose three, we win three, and then now we're going. We still got another series at home against uh, your Georgia Bulldogs coming mm-hmm. up here, Scott. Mm-hmm. So I think they've been kind of a bit of a surprise team. They are, yeah. In the SEC, so they've been playing well. Um, if we can take that one two out of three, that'll be a, a good result here. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely great to get back on track after 
uh, tasting some bitter defeat in the hands of Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, and uh, as far as hitting, you know, the they they swept them. You know, we had some some. some but it, good... they were close. It wasn't like we were throttling. Was no. Right. No, but we could have first game. I don't know if you were watching it. That was the only one I was able to see outright because it was televised. Uh, thank you, ESPNU. The bases were loaded for LSU. No outs. Yeah, no outs, and we came up empty. Well, no, we got one. Yeah, we just yeah. got that one run, and that was just like, you know what? That's, that's the stuff that's going to kill us. Yeah. It's like we have too many good bats to just waste a bases loaded, in, you know, no outs. But I, I don't know. I, I imagine Jay Johnson feels the same way, and – you know, what, what else can he do at this point? Um, but yeah, I got the dogs coming up. They started, they started looking better. I'd say last year, I remember LSU had to, they played them in Athens and uh, Georgia was good at that point. They, you know, they made the postseason. They, they were good. They had a really one really good starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, I just, they were kind of like us. They didn't really have anything beyond that. Uh, so they didn't make it far, but it's going to be a good series. Georgia has been a surprise. Um, you know, again, I'd be happy with a two, one series, series win uh you know this upcoming weekend of course they got the game in new orleans um but lsu went 4-0 last week if you include the the wally pontiff classic uh they got the win over ul um yeah i don't know uh, again i just feel like we'd be re- repeating ourselves to dive any further because yeah. you know, same old same old well that's a we're a, we're a good not great team mm-hmm. we've got good pieces got not so good pieces and that's the result you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if anything, maybe these guys will start to get even more confident and just, I don't know. I just seen Riley Cooper really worked up and just people posting about him online. Mm-hmm. Like just saying, cause they showed a picture of him with the long hair and you know, he's, he fills out his uniform pretty well, not necessarily up at the top and maybe at the bottom, but <laughs> they're like, like, it's like Duck Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they're like, this is the picture. This is a picture of uh you know the the predominant male athletic body right here <laughs> all right well yeah, you just strike out three guys I'll, I'll go with that uh but anyway um i don't know guys i, I think that's kind of all we, we kind of had this week um unless something else has popped up over the last hour while we've been talking i don't think so i guess yeah. I don't know what the football schedule is. They kind of go into a little bit of a break period here before the summer workouts and fall camp. Yeah, I think they'll come back and well, I mean, they're, they're I think they're here all they're here, but they don't come back fully until like what late June, I think. Yeah, so like it might be slim pickings on the pod until when. <laughs> when is school out? Uh, finishes May twentieth. Yeah. Ish. Okay. So I guess though they let the student athletes do their student part of the. I don't know if they came here to play school. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll have everyone here this summer, hopefully healthy by the end of summer. And uh, man, fall camp should be fun. Yep. Uh, but anyway, would you look at this? What? All right. So I'm on an LSU site, but look, I've got all this Florida stuff. Oh, that's all... weird. What the heck? Is I know you're a secret Gator fan. <laughs> Not the case. I went to Georgia. So I, I hate it's Florida double, more than everybody. Light, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, ah, uh, yeah. Sorry. Back, back to the pod. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us. Unless you guys had any uh, any final words? No, no. All right. Well, that'll do it. Our uh, our uh, first episode all together. I think it was a good one. Hopefully, we can do it again. Yeah, uh, I know, agree. Uh, hopefully, well, you know, work uh, work <laughs> work requirements will tell. 
Um, but uh, I've definitely enjoyed being here in the in the Talking Tig studio and hope you folks have enjoyed it at home. Tune in next week. We'll have probably not that much news, but we're going to have something for you, uh, as we usually do. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tig.